1: Have you settled down over there yet? Did that cold shower help? Did banging your Ronald McDonald blow-up doll, did that help? A little. You freak. Speaking of which, though, White Boy Malcolm X, guess who I saw the other day? Very good, sir. Spot on. Ginger Gas Guy. That's what we call this guy who works at one of the gas stations down the road. And I hadn't seen him in like a couple weeks or so. I figured you had scared him off. Poor guy was probably like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm getting sexually harassed at work. I'm just here to pump gas. And when I realized it was him, I got out of my car, gave him a a hearty kick, and then I kicked him again. And he was like, why the hell would you kick me? So I told him, it's kick a ginger day. Ginger gas guy wanted to argue with me, had the nerve to tell me I had my dates wrong. It was not kick a ginger day. But I looked him right in the eye and I said, Every day is kick a ginger day to me. And then I kicked him again. No, I'm just playing around, folks. We don't advocate violence here on the Millifrost podcast. We would never, ever, ever kick a ginger, kick any ginger, because here we hold gingers in high esteem, very high esteem. Some of us more than others. But anyway, we're talking about gingers because we started digging into, started to binge watch Peaky Blinders on Netflix. And I've been delaying this as much as possible because this is now version 2.0 of Gingerfest 2022. We had Gingerfest 2022 version 1.0, did that earlier this year when we watched, what was that? McMafia and Gangs of London, which were both great shows. I think they're both on AMC+. I know the latter is, but they both had Gingers in the lead role. So to my ginger-obsessed friend, to the guy who bangs a Ronald McDonald blow-up doll. It was like two weekends or so of softcore ginger porn. And let me tell you, it's creepy. Really creepy. Watching anything with White Boy Malcolm X when some strapping stud of a ginger pops up on my television. I thought he was going to dry hunt the damn thing. When we watch this latest season of Riverdale, this is what kind of hostage situation I live in. If we watch anything with a ginger on a typical weekend, my fridge 100% guaranteed that it'll be empty of Italian beer by the end of the weekend. My TV, if there's a ginger on it, 50 50. The damn thing gets dry humped. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. Creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. How dare you interrupt my podcast? I am not a a lying dog face pony soldier, sir. And I see you're proud of that, white boy Malcolm X. Adding creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer to our mixing board. But back to Peaky Blinders. That has a a lot of gingers on it. You got. Cillian Murphy in the lead he's a ginger and what's his name again white boy Malcolm X the one who plays his younger brother the one who was in Gangs of London Joe Cole that's him another ginger and the other one the one you said was his brother in real life Finn Cole him I know He's in, I almost just said, Sons of Anarchy, but that's off the air. That's been off the air. But that had Charlie Hunnam in it. speaking of strapping studs. No, I meant to say Animal Kingdom. That's a TNT show based in Oceanside, California. O-side, as the locals call it, or used to call it. When I lived just south of there, back in the early aughts, Jesus Christmas, 20 years. It's been 20 years since I lived in San Diego. And there used to be, back in the day, a gay bar up there, random aside folks, it was called Gray Stokes. What? No, you pervert. It was not called Grace Strokes. I can totally see that as the name of a gay bar, but it was Grace Stokes. No R. Get your mind out of the gutter. And White Boy Malcolm X, while I'm dealing with you, I heard from the Summit mistress. Yes, that I did. I'm her favorite, so of course I heard from her. And that joke I made about her growing up drunk on Bourbon Street. She didn't exactly deny it. That lush. Not that we would ever judge that here. And she said that she had been going there since she was like 16 or so, which means she was really 13 or 14, going out, getting drunk on some frozen whatever, stumbling around, acting like a, a wandering daisy, a story for another time. But I can see her stumbling around, laughing at tourists, puking themselves, or passed out drunk in the middle of the day on some random Tuesday when she was skipping school. And she also heard about all those STDs going around the retirement communities I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere, but I am not going to touch that one. Not going anywhere near that one. So let's go ahead and jump into things, folks. And our first story is from page six. Britney Spears tells son she needs unconditional love after his hateful interview. Now that is rich. Damn rich. That one. And so it looks like one of Britney Spears' kids, bless his heart, bless both their hearts, those boys, for having that train wreck for a mother. I can't imagine, I don't care how much money is floating around to help with the therapy bills, but I can't imagine, in all seriousness, I can't imagine what sort of PTSD these kids will have if they don't have it already. Having a mother that unstable, that conservatorship, say what you will about it. Oh, free Britney, free Britney. That was the most stable she has probably been in her entire adult life. She gets free... Boom, we're back to Nutty Mama. And so, back to this. For whatever reason, her son goes on to 60 Minutes Australia. Who knew? Had an interview with his dad, Brittany's ex, Kevin Federline. What a loser that one is. The only thing that has kept him out of jail or out of a trailer park is being the sperm donor to a rich woman's two kids. But in this interview, the thing that set Britney off, like that's hard to do, is that, well, the kid's name is Jaden James. He's the younger of the two. He's 15 years old. Calm down, Kevin Spacey. Calm down for Christmas sake. He's too old for you anyway. So no. Just no. But Jaden James here, he said that he and his brother don't spend time with Brittany anymore. I guess the crazy house is exhausting. They needed a break. She just got married to that new loser. The next one in her life to suck her dry. Financially speaking. But Jaden here, He's hoping to reunite with her when she gets better mentally. So her kid basically calls her not mentally well, a little unstable. And what does she do? Proves him 100% correct. She goes up onto Instagram, her favorite place to post her naked pics her favorite place to trash her parents, his grandparents, publicly, and she throws herself yet another very public fit. Calls his remarks hateful. Gee, I wonder where the hell he learned that and that she needed unconditional love and support from her family, not disparaging comments about her mental state. Again, gee, I wonder where he learned that. And I've warned her, I don't know how many times at this point, that the chickens would come home to roost on this. That no good would come of her acting out this way online, viciously trashing her parents like she has, as publicly as she has. And again, fine, I get why she's angry. Although, let's be frank. She was at her most stable when she was in that thing, that evil conservatorship. But her carrying on like this, dragging this family spat out into public view, I knew when she started it, no good would come of it. And it hasn't. So, Brittany... At 40-whatever-years-old, you're learning a very hard lesson, one you should have learned a decade or two ago. You reap what you sow, and you have reaped one hell of a whirlwind, as they say. It's time to grow up, time to take your family spat behind closed doors, time not to be a, a nutty bitch to your kids. They've been through enough and deserve a hell of a lot better. If you're up for it. From The Advocate, those girls over at The Advocate, Billy Eichner clarifies disposable LGBTQ plus streaming comment. This queen again, Billy Eichner, who could not be more triggered by the gay-for-pay business model, if he tried. He's back in the news again. Looks like he's still out promoting his straight-for-pay movie, Bros. And yes, I understand, perfectly understand, the blatant hypocrisy of complaining about straight actors playing gay-for-pay while running around bragging about having gay actors play straight-for-pay roles. But we all know the double standard is alive and well. And we also know no one in Hollywood will ever complain about it because they don't want the professional gay class to call them mean names. Billy, though, he's in a little bit of hot water over something he said about LGBTQ plus streaming content. In an interview with Variety, he was humble bragging about a stupid film, saying it wasn't an indie movie, at which point the Queen should have just shut his mouth. But Billy, not knowing when to quit, continued and said, This is not some streaming thing which feels disposable or which is like one of a million Netflix shows I needed to appreciate that. And so, people were like, "What the what? What the hell did that queen just say?" So Billy, he went on to Twitter. Okay, quick aside. I have to give the guy a little credit here. Going on to Twitter and not onto Instagram or TikTok, he's not Grandma Madonna or hysterical Britney Spears. And this is what Billy tweeted. I want to clarify what I said about streaming content in variety. I was not at all referring to the quality or monumental impact of streaming films. I was referring to the way that, historically, LGBTQ plus content has often been considered niche and disregarded by Hollywood. So we just called Hollywood all those good leftists out there in Hollywood, a bunch of homophobes for considering gay content niche and disregarding it, which most of it is niche films. I'm sorry if that's triggering to some of you out there, but it is For the most part, a niche market. That's reality. Now, every so often, you get a breakout movie, something that goes more mainstream. But for the most part, a lot of the LGBTQ plus movies they put out there, they're not going to attract a huge audience. And if it's disregarded by Hollywood, what have I always said about those Hollywood liberals? Most of them are fake. They're good liberals when they can make a buck or three with their virtue signaling. But if you've got some crappy gay theme film that might get a 1,000 people into a theater, you think they're going to want to focus on that when they can go out and make another Marvel movie Or something that will make them a a whole lot of Benjamins. No. It's all about the Benjamins with those people. If you can do gay and make piles and piles and piles of Benjamins, wonderful. That's just great. But if you can't, goodbye. And I hate to defend the guy. Really. Hate to defend the guy. But I don't know why people, they're getting all butthurt over his comment about disposable Netflix shows. There is a a lot of garbage on Netflix. A lot of gay garbage on Netflix. Like, for example, Coming Out Colton, that train wreck of a show with New Gaby, Colton Underwood, And his guide, his mentor, his escort, his pimp, Gus Kentworthy. There's a ton of throwaway garbage like that on Netflix and other streaming platforms. Mayor Pete on Amazon with that feckless bureaucrat, Pocket Queen Pete and Justin Buttigieg. That low rank queen from Michigan, that queen running around, Peter, Peter, another disaster, throwaway piece of garbage. This delusional queen, though, with this stupid movie, Bros, he thinks he's Spielberg, thinks he's Scorsese or Coppola, either Coppola. Sophia Coppola, even Sophia, she could out direct this clown, blindfolded and drunk, and high on crack too. And he keeps talking this thing up, thinks that this stupid straight for pay movie, Bros, is gonna do huge box office, make him a massive star in the process. And that is not happening. There is no version of reality. No multiverse scenario for all you virgin pajama boys where that ever happens. I know he's trying to wish it into existence, but that is not happening. That thing breaks 20, 25 million. I would be shocked. Sorry, Billy, it just, it is as it is, and you'll be finding that out soon enough. From NBC News, how monkeypox spoil gay men's plans for an invincible summer. Queer men across the U.S. talk to NBC News about the dates they never went on, the sex they never had, and the gatherings they avoided to the viral outbreak. Aww, poor baby, poor baby. No dates for you, no sex for you, no circuit parties for you. Okay, kill that damn baby. All the abortion fanatics out there. Oh my God. I never thought I liked Miller Frost this much. But anyway. Oh, poor princesses. Speaking of monkeypox though, how's this from Fox News? Of all places, monkeypox cases decline despite growing racial disparities. You woke folk out there You already know what to do. We need monkeypox equity. So go out there, get that monkeypox, start giving it to Whitey. Whitey, evil Whitey, does not get out of having monkeypox any less than the BIPOC folk. That is systemic racism and we're not having any of that. Whitey, Get ready. You know, if I made a comment about how gay men, your stereotypical gay man, is all about hooking up and sleeping around as much as possible, and you queens out there, you know who you are, but if I said something like that, I can already hear the howling that would commence. Have dare you judge us. You're a self-loathing homosexual. You're just bitter because you can't get laid. Yes. Yes, ladies, I know. I hear you. I'm a, I'm a judgmental, self-loathing incel. I get it. Call me whatever names you want, but you're still a whore. And I thought, White Boy Malcolm X, what did they call Last year's whoring season. And that's what we should call it from now on. Summer whoring season. But what'd they call it, White Boy Malcolm X? Was it hot fact summer? Was that it? Yes. That's what I thought. And I also thought that was embarrassing enough. But this one, invincible summer, really... Queen takes prep and thinks she can pour her way through half the guys in LA and not catch anything, or at least nothing that a penicillin shot can't cure. And calm down out there, Ronan Rubenstein, who again, folks, is our favorite bisexual here on the Miller Frost podcast. But Ronan, we're not talking about you. When I talk about you whoring around in L.A., getting banged by half the guys in L.A., I always put a qualifier in. When I talk about someone allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, getting banged by half the guys in L.A., then I'm talking about you, girlfriend. But not today. Anyway, what these now... Chased queens, these re-virginized queens, are complaining about to NBC, with the monkey pox floating about, and queens all over the place catching it, this is so horrible, I can't get banged by half the guys on Grinder this summer, oh, the inhumanity, it'll be okay girls, get your prep. Get your penicillin, get your monkeypox vaccine. Then, and only then, you can get back to your whoring. And when you do, not that I ever need to tell you this, but you have fun with that. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. From Popular Mechanics, an alarming deep dive into the science of Baby Yoda. We talked to eight actual scientists to find answers. This is a cry for help. No kidding. This is definitely a cry for help. And I was just making fun of Popular Mechanics. Back a month or two ago, the joke it's become because they thought it was a great idea to write a news article wondering if UFOs were just future humans watching us. Of all the stupidity a half-assed journalist could come up with, time-traveling humans who apparently have nothing better to do with their time than to sneak back to 21st century Earth, play a a hearty game of peekaboo, like Harry Peekaboo Styles does. Peekaboo, peekaboo, when he's playing games with his closet door. But this is what happens when your journalist stable is full of millennial Gen Z kids who got journalism degrees to change the world, or Make an impact, but who realize they don't make money or make a name for themselves unless they produce clickbait garbage like are UFOs really future humans watching us? That's silliness, and now this the science of baby Yoda. I wonder if Saint Anthony Fauci of the Wuhan. If he was interviewed, and this is a 3,068 word diatribe on Baby Yoda, written by Eric Spitznagel. Guy looks like an older millennial, looks like a virgin pajama boy, living in his parents' basement. Ah, not that sex doll in the corner. Playing with himself, his Pokemon cards, his PlayStation masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week, freaking out his parents, freaking out the neighbors. And the dumbest part of this is, and this was a close call, believe you me, Baby Yoda isn't even Baby Yoda. I'm not even a virgin pajama boy living in my parents' basement doing all that weird crap. I know next to nothing about these Star Wars movies and TV shows. And even I know that Baby Yoda, what is that little thing's name? Grogu, Gragu, something like that. And I don't know what kind of loser scientist would sign up for this. Can you see that, White Boy Malcolm X? This idiot journalist from Popular Mechanics, him calling MIT, some fancy school like that, getting some socially awkward nerd of a scientist, get them on the phone to ask them about Baby Yoda. Hi, my name is Eric Spicknagle and I'm calling from Popular Mechanics. Do you have a few minutes for me to interview you On a scientific deep dive I'm doing? Oh, absolutely, Eric. We here at MIT are more than happy to support journalistic efforts on scientific matters. What's the topic? Baby Yoda. Baby who? Baby Yoda. Are you talking about that little green baby on the Mandalorian? Oh, yes. Are you familiar with Baby Yoda? You do know that's a puppet, right? Baby Yoda is not real. And you're writing this for popular mechanics? Oh, yes. Man, they have fallen far. I bet even BuzzFeed, those clowns are laughing at them right now. Well, they're very supportive of this kind of journalism. Did you know that UFOs are future humans watching us? Let me guess. Your editor, are they Gen X or a boomer? Oh, yes. How did you know? Did they also promise you a Pulitzer if you wrote an article about the science of Baby Yoda? Two, actually. They said the Pulitzer Committee, they'd have to give me two for something this significant. Are you psychic? No, I listen to the Miller Frost podcast. Everyone knows that when a millennial Gen Z journalist writes a moronic story, it's because their Gen X boomer editor tricked them into doing it. Ow. Well, would you still like to help with the article? Uh, no. Goodbye. So there you go, folks. Yet again, another... Millennial Gen Z journalist tricked by their crafty Gen X or Boomer editor to humiliate themselves with garbage like this. And you Gen X Boomer editors out there, you need to stop. You know how fragile kids are these days. There isn't a safe space around that could shelter their broken ego when Pulitzers are announced and they're not on the list. They're hysterical enough as it is. Please, pretty please, don't keep pouring gas on that fire. From the Daily Caller, Jennifer Lawrence has reoccurring nightmares about Tucker Carlson. White Boy Malcolm X, question for you, sir. Do you think That Jennifer Lawrence's reoccurring nightmares about Tucker Carlson are sexual in nature. You think, hold on a second, sir. You think she dreams about getting banged by Tucker Carlson? But then she sees that constipated, was I just a bit overconfident with that fart? And maybe possibly just crap my pants? That look he always has. On his Fox News show. And when she sees that. Her erotic dream. Of making sweet. Sweet love. To Tucker Carlson. Turns that into a nightmare. And before you answer that. And for the record. As gay as I am. And folks. I am a big old queen. If given the choice. I'd probably bang a woman before I had sex with him. Anyway, thoughts, sir. Most definitely. I knew you were going there. So Jennifer Lawrence, and before we dig into this, I will say this about her. She's a good actress. I'll give credit where credit is due. She's a good actress and I'm not talking about those stupid Hunger Game movies, which were just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Like, Goose Worthy. Dumb. Like, David and Hog. Dumb. She's good, but, and I don't know if it's her agent picking these four or what, but her character's They are horrible. She plays the most obnoxious characters. Like American Hustle. That was a really good movie. But her character, I wanted to strangle her. That's how annoying she was. And like every character she's ever played, at least the ones I've seen, really good performances, obnoxious characters. Or maybe it's just her. Maybe she turns every role she has into someone you wind up despising in the movie. It could be she's kind of obnoxious in real life. Like with this one. And so Jennifer here, she had an interview with Vogue. Anna Wintour's FAPID Social Climbing Magazine, which Megan Markle probably reads it like the Bible. And in addition to her, maybe possibly, sexual dreams involving Tucker Carlson and his soiled undies, she's all triggered about Roe v. Wade being overturned. And from this article... I take it that her family is more Republican, looks like they voted for Trump, and of course, her being a good liberal and all, she's butthurt about it, probably threw herself a a grand gay old fit about it, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, has to see a therapist to help her get over it. And this is a quote on that from Vogue. I just worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and my family and try to understand. It's different. The information they are getting is different. Their life is different. So she's kind of like Britney Spears. Not as nutty, but trashing her family in public as hayseeds and rubes. For voting for Trump. Can you imagine being her dad? Her poor, beleaguered father? She's out there in public talking about how hard it is to forgive him. She singled him out for voting Republican. And what was the Charles Krauthammer quote? Conservatives think liberals are stupid. Liberals think conservatives are evil. It really is a a completely different mindset. If I were him though, I'd be like, "Forgive me. You're one of the most annoying hysterical people on God's green earth. You manage to turn every character you ever play into a dopey, annoying, hysterical chick." Your claim to fame is that parade of stupidity known as the Hunger Games and I have the shame of being your father. If anyone owes anyone an apology, honey, that be you. And you all have fun at Thanksgiving. Here's another one from page six. We skipped most of the trashy gossip last week, so it looks like we're chock full of dumb today. Spencer Pratt calls Lisa Kudrow the worst human, and Bethany Frankel agrees, as if I needed any more proof that high school never ends. Spencer Pratt, I haven't heard that name in like, Well, not long enough, but he's back, like a bad case of herpes, like Grandma Madonna debasing herself on Instagram. He's back, like anyone cares. And I guess this all started a month ago, way back last month, Jojo Siwa, She's some dopey queer chick. Well, technically, I guess. Queer and pansexual. So another heterosexual with a personality disorder infesting our tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. But she went on to TikTok and trashed Candace Cameron Burr. Another chick. She was on Full House never watched it but Jojo she trashed Candace as the rudest celebrity she'd ever met. Oh poor princess. So Spencer Pratt he was on some dumb reality show God knows how many years ago The Hills never watched that either. There was a A parade of morons on that show. Who was the dumbest? All of the above. And I guess some blithering idiot asked him who the rudest or worst celebrity he ever met. And he decided that the horrible celebrity, that was Lisa Kudrow from Friends. And he said, hands down, One of the worst humans I've ever come in contact with, by far. And after he threw Lisa under the bus, Bethany Frankel, no idea why she's famous, and I couldn't care less. Didn't even want to waste the 15 seconds it would have taken to Google her. But she had to chime in. Another one, who cares? And like she should be doing anything else but suing whatever strip mall plastic surgeon did that to her. Did that horrible facelift or facelifts. But she chimed in. That's crazy. She was on my talk show and I had a crazy experience also. Poor Lisa Kudrow. Now, she may be a complete bitch from hell. I don't know her, so who knows? Who really cares? But can you imagine being her, and you've got this dopey, he's 39 years old, and get this, White Boy Malcolm X, he's got a podcast. This idiot has a podcast, and it's called Pratt Daddy. Pratt Daddy. What is he? Gangster rapper, Chet Hanks. I'm Pratt Daddy. I'm all super cool. Pratt who? Ugh, I was on the hills. The what? What hills? Nobody cares. But can you imagine being Lisa Kudrow and having this dopey, middle-aged, former reality show douchebag and that whatever the hell, Bethany... Skeletor Frankel is famous for. Probably another reality show moron. But can you imagine being attacked. By these two D-list has-beens. And in her defense. If Spencer Pratt. Pratt Daddy here. Came up to me. I too would be a bit of a bitch. He was probably trying to pull a. Meghan Markle, use her, use Lisa, to social climb his way to being a a C-list celebrity. Probably was trying to pitch her some crappy idea so he could ride her coattails for whatever that got him. And now he's butthurt about it, so like the moronic has-been reality star he is, He turns Mean Girl to shiver for not bowing in his presence. Don't you know who I am? I was on the hills. Spencer, bless your heart. No one cares. And Lisa, if you're out there listening to this podcast, and if you're not already, just laugh at these two silly clowns. Have yourself a a grand gay old time laughing your ass off over this lame attempt for attention. And we gave him some, so let's move on. From Fox News, police say TikTok-led Kia Hyundai car thefts increasing across the country as lawsuits mount. The Kia Boys trend on social media that gained traction in 2021 teaches people how to start Kia and Hyundai vehicles without keys. And for the record, that's boys with a Z, B-O-Y-Z. I guess that's the super cool boys or something. Illiteracy is cool. You know... I think anyone who does one of these moronic TikTok challenges, they should be forced into a mental institution for at least six months. Let's see if we can get some of this crazy behind bars for a bit, give the rest of us some breathing room, a break from these lemmings and their insecurities, an incessant need for validation from strangers and there was one one of these stupid challenges where kids were eating those those Tide pods the detergent pods and i did some quick research couple people actually died from it darwinism at work and at least a few dozen were severely poisoned There was also, what was that? The blackout challenge. People holding their breath, strangling themselves until they passed out. All to try and get famous on TikTok. And now this idiocy. Stealing Kias and Hyundais. In Chicago, like they don't have enough problems with half the city getting shot every weekend, they've seen a 767% increase in Hyundai and Kia Thess this year, in 2022. St. Louis, another dump of a city, they're at a 1,000% increase. Charlotte, North Carolina, had a 346% increase, and Omaha, Nebraska- Well, in their defense, what else is there to do in Omaha, Nebraska? You got football, tipping cows, and now stealing Hyundais and Kias. And from this article, I guess they're pretty easy to steal. People are suing the hell out of both car companies because they've made their cars Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, such an easy target. Which I would think, not that I steal cars, but I would think that would take all the fun out of it. How much fun is it to steal a car if you can just do it? Go for it, done. I guess if you're, this is for a TikTok video, Those idiots on TikTok, they all have the attention span of a gnat anyway. So they're probably not going to have the mental bandwidth to try to steal a, I don't know, Mercedes or BMW. That's too much work for these losers. And I bet the Chinese who own this app, I bet they are laughing their asses off. At all the dumb Americans, complete halfwits, who steal cars, choke themselves until they pass out, and chomp down on Tide laundry detergent, all to copy some other idiot. Their kids, they're all in school, learning advanced math and science. Our kids, acting like morons imitating another moron for the possibility of attention and fame. So on that note, since I cannot top these insecure, social media, attention-seeking, blithering idiots, stealing Kias and Hyundais, even if only a loser would bother taking either, since I cannot top that It is time to plug-pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.